Welcome to Pure Worship Radio. This is Scott Cunningham, and I'll be your host as we highlight and interview various worship leaders and artists who love Jesus and are writing songs that both edify the church and glorify Christ. And our mission is to capture the story behind the songs, the heart behind the music. So thanks for joining us today. We pray that you're greatly encouraged by our time of letting the Word of Christ dwell in you richly through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And on this edition of Pure Worship Radio, we're really excited to have the opportunity to sit down with Phil Wickham and talk about his brand new project, Living Hope, and just having the chance to know Phil over the years. I had the privilege of being his youth pastor when he was young, young. He just was writing songs uh, from almost the time he's just started learning guitar. It's like he was writing these beautiful, worshipful, congregational songs that our youth group was singing, our church was singing. And you just really see God's hand on him from a young age that uh, just with that gift to write and to lead. And these many years later with all these different um, albums and songs and projects that have just uh, really impacted the church in a real profound way. And here's another project with um, some really beautiful, worshipful songs that I believe is just going to continue that legacy of that investment of these worship songs in our generation. So really excited for you to hear this interview and these songs as they're, it's a little bit of a sneak peek into uh, this brand new project. These songs will actually be released coming up in August. So you get to hear them on the radio today and hear about his, actually his CD release concert coming up as well in August. So excited for this uh, interview and hope that you enjoy it. And we're going to jump right in with Phil Wickham and his brand new project, Living Hope. Phil, thanks so much for taking the time to be on the show today. It's so great to have you with us again. Man, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on, Scott. So just to catch up and kind of start this uh, this interview with um, just where you're at now and all that's going on, maybe you can give us a little overview of this last year or two. Have you been writing songs and preparing for this project? Why don't you give us a little background? Yeah, man, this record has been a lot of work, as they always are, but this one was a joy to make. We put a lot of time in the writing, a lot of time into the production of this record. We did it differently um, than we've done any record before, and we can go into that later, but... Um, I think about two years ago now, uh, I began the process of hashing out what this record was supposed to be and uh, what God had for it. You know, I just there's stuff that's happened in my life, um, all good, and just family stuff and church stuff and all these things. It feels like things are shifting into a new season, and the Lord just started putting some new songs in my heart to sing. Um, but I think kind of the biggest kind of season changing thing for me was I actually got was asked by you know Greg Laurie who's obviously a big friend of the K-Wave family here and the Calvary family um after doing so many events and crusades with Harvest Christian Fellowship and knowing Greg Laurie so well they actually asked if I'd um be a more usual um person that's a part of their ministry team part of their worship speaking in new songs they might be playing being there on a regular basis and after some prayer um, about this happened about two years ago. I I, I, th- I thought you know what I think I think God has something special for this kind of partnership. And um, man, I just thought man, it's going to be cool to serve. It's going to be fun to ha- be a part of a, a a church a little more regularly. Mm. And I had no idea uh, the grounding and freshness and life that it would produce in me. Um, just kind of being a part of a team. And I started finding. For the first time since I was in high school, I was a part of a regular worship. I was leading worship regularly at a church at a, for a specific community, yeah. and I started finding that um, I would when I sat down to write. No longer was I asking the question, which I usually ask, kind of when I before I do these records, like, "Well, what's God putting on my heart?" You know, or what what is God showing me that I want to express and maybe bring other people into that conversation as well. That's kind of a usual question I think you ask as an artist: is mm-hmm. what's in my life, what's in my heart, and 
how can I respond to that to connect other people to that? But what happened being at Harvest is the question went from that asking what's in my heart to saying what's what's the community um, going through and what are what what series in the Bible are we what what are we going through in the Word and what's Greg talking about and what kind of songs are we looking for to play and what kind of songs would be a great kind of soundtrack background to what's going on in the church already and um, and it was it's been so freeing to have a community to write songs for instead of just a record to write songs for. And so I think that foundational element of like, uh, so many of these songs were not written to be an expression of my heart, even though they are an expression of my heart, but as equally as they are expression of where my heart's at, I, I, I wrote them to serve the body that I was a part of. And so there's like this kind of serve thing that's involved with this new record too, where some of these songs um, like weren't necessarily to say, hey, this is who I am, this is where I'm at, this is what God is showing me, more to say like, hey, this is where our community's at, and this is for our community and our church body to respond to God with. And I think the result is this record called Living Hope, where almost every song is a song that we already play at Harvest Christian Fellowship. And uh, and it's been so cool to have a community to introduce these new songs in and be like, okay, we've got to rewrite the second verse or rewrite the first verse, or, you know, the chorus was great, but the rest was all bad. Let's rewrite it, you know? And yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was very refreshing to me and um, felt like a whole new whole new season for me as a writer and as a worship leader. And I'm so excited to see how God uses these songs outside of our local church community. Yeah, yeah, I love the fact that these songs are being birthed inside of a community that of believers that it's living and vibrant and so cool to to hear that. I know we've been singing that song, Living Hope, at, at our church uh, oh, cool. the last month or so, and it's had such a huge impact already in our, our community. And, um, it's amazing. It's so sweet to hear where it was birthed from. And is that song, um, was that a co-write with someone else, or is that... Um, yeah, is that, that was a co-write. Yeah. Um, kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, you know, you're familiar with Bethel Church up in Reading. Yeah. Um, it's this tiny corner of the world, tiny little town, but out of this little church... Um, it's just shaping kind of worship culture around the world, you know? Yeah. And uh, I had the chance to write with one of the guys from Bethel. And it's funny because he said, you know who you remind me of when you're in the room? You remind me of this guy named Brian Johnson. Um, he's like, you and you and Brian um, should write together because you guys just feel like you're chasing after the same things in songs. And I thought, oh, I know about Brian Johnson, but I never really hung out or written with him before. Anyways, the next like day or two, I get a text from Brian. Um, he's like, hey, I hear you, you're up for writing some songs. I'm like, sure. He's like, well, I got this melody. And it's actually hilarious when Brian sends a melody over like a voice memo on a text or something. <laughs> um, it's like he wants it to sound like, you know, when you want it to sound epic, so you like go in like your breathy falsetto, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so every voice memo I get from Brian is like, you know, he's got this deep voice. He's like, yeah, I got this idea for you, man. I think it's going to be cool. And then, um, and then it's like, check this out. <laughs> like super high and like it's which cracked me up immediately i'm like i like this guy this guy's cool um but he had this uh he had this melody went and i and i immediately text him back saying you know, i love something about that is it feels so old not old like 90s old yeah. old like 1600s old you know like it just <laughs> felt like it felt like this very classic kind of sink your teeth into it hymn melody yes. and he was he, and i was like man what if instead of a chorus that was like a verse and i just got really inspired to write kind of a hymn style song where the yeah. verses had a a lot of truth and a lot of meat and kind of carried the singer from like hopelessness to hope to life to the resurrection kind of really started in darkness and ended in light and told the story of the cross and mm. and he's like man i love that idea and uh, and so we got this moment of inspiration which i call like 
the anchor of a song, you know, like this moment where you catch a vision for where it's like, okay, I think I might have a title, something about hope. Mm. I, I know, I know I want to start with how we were brought out of darkness into light because of the cross and because of the resurrection, we can be alive too. So that was like the vision. And we had this little melody on his voice memo. Um, <laughs> but other than that, we had nowhere to go, you know? So I think with, when you have an anchor in that moment of inspiration, when you're writing songs, it's like, um, and, and you believe in that moment enough, like even if a song is just takes takes a year to finish, yeah, you can still go back to that moment of like, well, something lit my heart up in that mo- first moment and it's worth chasing down. And, uh, and Brian was up for that challenge too, because this song was, it was not easy to write. It wasn't those wake up, you know, from a beautiful dream in heaven and write all the lyrics down and go to bed. And then you, you know, you have a number one song all of a sudden or anything like that. Um, it was, it was probably 200 texts worth of voice memos and lyrics and rewriting and playing it at church and realizing the verses weren't strong enough. And then realizing the chorus wasn't strong. Like we just, we worked on it. Um, But I remember we needed, we had written the third, the final verse probably about seven times. And every time it's like, man, I don't know if this is, it needs to be special. It needs to be, say something bigger, you know? And and then as we, I remember sitting out on my front steps on my porch of my house and just had this idea of like the sacrificial lamb of Jesus, like so humble. He could have called a legion, an army of angels down. He he could have spoken a word and the, and the whole Roman army fall to their feet mm. in worship and fear, you know? But for the joy that was set before him, right? In the scriptures, it says that he endured the cross and he went as a lamb, just so meek, and through all of his strength and glory and beauty and capability of rescuing himself aside for the joy that was set before him, which is the new kingdom coming to earth, which is us being able to run to him unashamed, covered in his blood and grace. And and so I thought, man, he went it went as a lamb, but he rose as a lion. Yes. And uh and I just thought, man, like I just got this picture in my mind of this just power lion roaring up from the grave just like dang like that that is that is where it needs to go and yes and uh and so there's all of a sudden it flowed out then came the morning that sealed the promise your buried body began to breathe and out of the silence the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me and i remember texting that to brian and like i kept seeing you know on the on text messages you see like those three dots when you know someone's typing (laughs) but it kept like it like came up and went away it came up went away and came it went away then all of a sudden then it just said dude and I was like, and I wrote back like, dude, I think this is it, you know? And yeah. and uh, and so ever since then, we had this song that's been a, a massive part of my life already, just has been a big, just in my heart, just express my thankfulness to God for what he's done for us on the cross. And and it's been an anthem at our church. And I know Brian's been doing it at Bethel. And, and, uh, and so I'm so excited to share Living Hope with anybody who hasn't heard it before. How great the chasm that lay between us How high the mountain I could not climb In desperation I turned to heaven And spoke your name Into the night Then through the darkness Your loving kindness Saw through the shadows of my soul The work is finished The end is written Jesus Christ, my living hope 
I'm Pure Worship Radio, and we're listening to the brand new song, Living Hope, written by him and Brian Johnson just recently. It's such a, an amazing song, such a powerful song. And that's just the first of a number of awesome songs we're going to talk about today. And let's take the next one on our list, uh, the song Great Things. Maybe you can give us a little backstory to that one. Yeah, um, Great Things is like the opposite of like the 
moment of inspiration on your knees crying and God just implants a vision for a song in your heart. The great things <laughs> was like the opposite of that. It was really just like, I, so I was leading worship at Harvest Christian Fellowship. I started being more part of the community there, being there a couple times a month. And I realized there was actually a joke. It's like, okay, which song do you want to start with? Um, and, and, they'd all, and then we'd always send out the same three songs. It's like, <laughs> you know, it just became, these are the songs, like, and we'd always laugh about it, but we actually end up always choosing one of these three songs just because yeah. they worked well in the church and the church responded. And there's a lot grace. of great, <laughs> <laughs> that actually, there, that was one just because they, they, yeah. they, they, we do that song a lot. And there's a few others that just are upbeat and kind of get the, the service going. And, yeah. and you don't have to start with an upbeat song, but it's, it's just nice to, yeah. have something that's awake and alive at the beginning of a Sunday morning. Totally. And so I just thought, man, like, this is a funny joke that we, like, literally always just pick <laughs> from these three songs. But, like, what if we made it four, you know? And so <laughs> and so that was really just a case in just, God, give me, give me something to sing and to say that's full of praise and thankfulness that we can, just another song that we can use at Harvest to start our, um, start our services with. Uh, that will kind of be in the same line of in the same place of like our, our church really could connect to it, but um, have some fresh thoughts and lyrics. And that's what great things is um, really just sitting down um, kind of like with some homework of like, okay, mm-hmm. we need some, we need some more vocabulary that kind of sits in this heart of like praise and thankfulness and joy. And so great things is that as I was reading through scriptures, I, when we see these uh, stories of people respond to God after an amazing thing. You know, whether it's the Israelites after God does something, some mighty battle thing where where Goliath falls dead, or or where an, an enemy they never thought possible to to defeat was defeated, or when they crossed through the Red Sea and God made a way where there was no way, um, or even when Mary found out she was um, like pregnant with with Jesus and telling Elizabeth about like look what's happening to me, she like prophesied and her heart was filled with the Holy Spirit and she sang out a praise song. And so mm. I started reading through these responses that people gave to these ma- miraculous moments, and I came across Mary's who said, and, and He has done great things unto me, like unholy is His name, and talking yeah. about her her response to like just this crazy truth in fact that she has been impregnated by the holy spirit to carry the messiah into the world and i mean all the emotions that must go through that and even even maybe some uh, probably a lot of fears like how am i going to tell my parent all that i just kind of put myself in that a little bit in that situation i mean i've never been pregnant before so i can't relate that much (laughs) but um but kind of put like you know you just you think these are these aren't just stories there are stories to show us amazing truth that we can apply to ourselves, but they're not just stories to do that. They're also factual, historical things that happened. And, and these are humans that had emotions and that had real crazy encounters with God. And we can learn from them and grow from them and apply it to ourselves. And I just thought, man, like, he's done great things for us, you know? And though we don't see, we don't see like walls fall down around a city as much as anymore, you know, like Jericho. Um, we don't we don't see many miraculous maybe some people do in other countries but I haven't seen many like you know lions their mouths shut or yeah. you know Goliath fall or the, I haven't seen many many oceans spread apart wide so someone could walk through and go find their phone they dropped or something and, you know what I mean <laughs> like but I, I, all that stuff it's like if you think about it, all the amazing things that happened in the Old Testament have gone from like the external to the internal you know mm. like like no longer maybe do we see like you know, armies falling before the Israelites or whatever, but we do see 
battles being fought in people's hearts or against our battle, the battle of death that Jesus waged war on, a, a battle that shouldn't that we could never have won ourselves, that was hopeless. God came and won for us, you know, and yes. and he's he's ter- he's silencing the lies of the accusers, maybe not the mouths of lions, but he silences the lies of the accuser who tells us we're not worthy enough to to come into the house of God or we're not good mm. enough or we need to make ourselves whatever those lies are, you know, yeah. and. And whether he's not really taking down walls of Jericho, but he's he's bringing down walls of doubt and fear and shame in in the in the truth of his grace and who he really says we are. And I just thought, man, like that he is doing great things and maybe even greater things than than even maybe we're not seeing them visually, you know, but we're we're experiencing in them internally and spiritually, and it's it's changing the world, it's changing our lives. And I just thought it put me in this place of like, man, great things. I'm gonna write this song. And the chorus says, Oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave, you free every captive, you break every chain, you have done great things, you know? And it's just a yeah. just a praise song. And uh, it's been amazing to have four instead of three songs to sing at Harvest. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's really a call to worship, too, that verse, like, come let us worship the king, come let us right. bow at his feet. It's a great song that, that just reminds us uh, why we're there, what we're, what we're doing when we gather as the church of Jesus Christ and we come to worship together. You know, it's a great call call to worship. I love that song. And um, I think it's gonna be really helpful. I think having songs that actually are celebratory or that have like rejoicing, you know, connected to it that actually has some content and you're actually saying something um, deep and, and profound. I mean, it's definitely, I think it's gotta be one of the hardest uh, songs to write. <laughs> I think when you're trying to write it songs challenging. that are faster, that actually have good content. That's why songs like This Is Amazing Grace, again, have a long shelf life and it's going to be around for a long time because it has those elements of, hey, it's rejoicing, it's celebratory, um, it's worshipful, but it has great content. And those are mm. those are hard songs to write. They are challenging to kind of land on all of those things in a way you're proud of it. It's, it's difficult because yeah. sometimes, like, even if you're really trying to hit it and it's like, man, I might sit back like, something about this is bordering on like a Barney song or something, you know? It just doesn't have the weight that I yeah. was looking for or something about it is a little bit cheesy, you know? Right, totally. And, uh, and I think I write about 10 of those songs for every one that I actually want to show someone. So, totally. Um, so I, I'm thankful for this song and, and what it's been um, in my church. Awesome. Well, let's take a listen to Great Things by Phil Wickham here on Pure Worship Radio. Bow at his feet He has the 
song Great Things by Phil Wickham here on Pure Worship Radio talking about his brand new project Living Hope and, and Phil we're just making our way through our list here today um, of these awesome songs let's take the, the next song on the list Till I Found You. I love singing this song I, I think because I have such a clear memory of where this song came from. You know some songs I write um, almost like I've got a vision for it and I so I sit down, it might take a week or two weeks or two months but got a vision for a song or I want an upbeat song and so I, I chase after that song and then there's other ones that just kind of feel like God is is whispering some truth to my heart and I'm just so thankful for it and it just kind of spills out and, and all of a sudden there's a song there and that's what Till I Found You was like. I was uh, again leading at Harvest Christian Fellowship um, one evening on a Thursday night at the Orange County campus and uh we weren't planning on doing an altar call, but Greg has such a way, obviously, as an evangelist to connect almost any message to, to the gospel, you know, and, mm. and make it make sense and make it be simple, but also profound. And so we're always just kind of ready with a potential song that would be, be right for that kind of moment. Um, and then he kind of looked at me, gave me the nod, so I knew he was going to go into this altar call moment at the end of the service. 
And, uh, and so I started playing that song, Lord, I need you, oh, I need you. And, uh, and he just said, hey, we've been talking about Jesus this whole, this whole evening, but there's some of you that have never even taken that step and said, you know what, I want to live for Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. Not just I believe in God, but I want to follow Jesus. Is, is, is there anybody that wants to stand and say, I want to start following Jesus today? And, you know, if there's three people, one person, but three people, four people that come forward, it's like amazing. I'm so glad so glad we gave people the chance to do that, you know? And, yeah. But this this evening, I mean, it was like 40, I mean, it's not a giant service, but there was like 40 people that came forward. Like just just such a harvest, so to speak, you yeah. know, of people that came forward. And But, you know, my initial reaction was just like, oh, this is great. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You know, just, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I didn't, uh, my initial reaction was just like, this is great. We're at church. We're doing, this is awesome. I'll keep playing my song. And um, man, I find... I find that in our humanity, in my just for me at least, like even the most beautiful, sacred, incredible spiritual moments, if I don't have my heart in tune with the Spirit, if I'm not like if if I'm not keeping my like Jesus in clear focus in an intentional way, mm-hmm. and keeping His love and His grace and His story, uh, then I can I find I miss out um, on even what should be the most sacred and spiritual moments. They yes. become like mundane a little bit yes um and and i and i and i'm finding as i think we all are as you know the more we grow older the, the easier it is to like just let life pass us by in a way and 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 we have to be so intentional um in a day-to-day walk with god to like to to be aware of what his spirit is doing and and uh, and so and so so i was sitting there kind of like this is great thank you lord and just playing the song and then god just said look i remember just like i just had this in, like just say just look what I'm doing. And I was, and I remember opening my eyes, looking in front of me and just seeing, instead of a group of 40 people that came forward, I saw, I saw 40 or so individuals. Um, and I started looking at their faces and one guy in particular right in front of me, just tough looking dude, you know, burly guy, tank top, tattoos all over. And, but hands up, eyes lifted up, um, tears coming down his face, just relief and joy on his face. And I just felt like God was saying, like, these people, for the first time, like, they're, ex- they're experiencing and believing in a hope, a life, and a love that will never fail them. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that, for the first time in their life, will last forever. Like, uh, every relationship or failed marriage or weird family dynamic that has failed them, where they're looking for real love, um, even the best situation, even the best relationship is going to fail. Mm-hmm. Um even if you believe in a God who, within creation, whether it's an idol or a, the stars or whatever whatever it is, it's everything within the universe is going to fail them, Phil, but I'm outside it all, I've made it all, and I'm calling them to myself, and I will never fail them. And I just think, mm. I just remember being, like, moved to tears, and just, like, almost, and being, and saying, first, sorry for, sorry for letting this become mundane, and thank you for what you're doing in this place, and keep my heart in a place where I'm aware of what you're doing, because I don't want to miss out on moments like this. To, to say thank you and to say you're amazing and mm-hmm. um and uh, and so on the way home just with that like just a, just so thankful for a new just ignited revelation of his love and and his presence i i started i popped in um this mp3 i had from a friend named travis ryan he sent me this music that had no lyric or melody but he said man maybe there's a song that needs to go over this and i popped it in and i just sang from church to home i wrote this song called till i found you and, uh, and now it's one of my favorite songs on the record. I'm so excited to share it with you guys today.
I searched the earth for something that could satisfy A peace for the hurt I had buried deep inside Knees on the floor, I finally found everything I needed You lifted my soul and opened up my eyes song till i found you by phil wickham here on pure worship radio listening to their brand his brand new project um these brand new songs that are just absolutely beautiful and um phil you guys actually uh, did a music video for this song as well right yeah we did and honestly i'm i'm always apprehensive of music videos i, I hardly ever do them 
Um, just, you know, as a worship leader, as a worship artist, I never, I just want to keep, I just want to keep everything just kind of streaming towards people looking towards Jesus, you know, but yeah. um, I thought this, this Till I Found You song just, it might have a wider reach than, it's not really written for the churches to sing, it's written more about the truth of what it means to find Jesus, and I just mm. thought, man, I want to give people a chance to hear this as much as possible, and so this opportunity to record this video, I uh, just on, kind of fell in our laps, we didn't put a ton of we actually we didn't give it a ton of planning. The budget was definitely not big, um, but we just thought, hey, let's get a video, a little music video done, and and put it out and see if it connects. And it's been crazy because it's it's a uh, it's gotten like over two million views on YouTube um, since we put it out just like a month ago. Wow! Um, so uh, it's so cool to see it connecting, and um, even on the comments, you know, once something gets that many views, you, it starts reaching out to people outside of your normal sphere, you know, of maybe Christian music, or whatever. And so it's been so interesting and cool. And um, some people, some people even hate the truth of it and are like just saying, you know, I, I hate God or whatever. It just, and then people are like, you know, he loves you. And it's just like, I love that it's reaching outside of just maybe my normal sphere would be kind of worship music listeners, you know? Sure. And uh, and so to have a song that might reach outside of that and and, and throw in a truth that's like, hey, like, Everything can everything out in the, within this world will eventually fail, yeah. but a hope in Jesus won't. And so it's been cool to see people connect with that. Ah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so um, let's talk about the next song on our list. Let's talk about how great is your love. Yeah, um, this song has been around for a little bit. I went out to Atlanta, Georgia, to write some songs and to lead worship at Passion City Church, which is mm-hmm. um, if if y'all don't know who Louis Giglio is, he's the pastor of this church, but he's had this world impacting ministry through him and all these young worship leaders that are now have now grown up to become the world's worship leaders like Chris Tomlin and Matt Redman and David Crowder um, have all come out of the passion movement um, Mm. under Louis Giglio's leadership and now there's even um, Christian Stanfill and Mm -hmm. and Brett Yonker and a few others that are part of passion music and uh, and so they were they always do um, a live record at their conference every year and so they bring in some people to help co-write some songs. And so I came and led at the church. And then we had a day just to write. And um, it was an amazing day because they had like their church staff, um, their monthly gathering. And so we just kind of all got together and worshiped and and uh, just celebrated what God was doing in Atlanta and through the ministry of Passion City Church. And it really put ourselves in a place of wanting to say thank you, God, for the cross. Thank you, God, for your love. And And I had this idea that I brought to them saying, hey, you know, I've got this this thought about just, I know it's really simple. I remember saying that. I know it's, there's something it's so simple and kind of repetitive on the chorus. Um, but I think if we set it up in the verse well enough and just sing how great, how great, how great is your love, there's something I find when I sing this song, like sometimes I don't start really believing something or sometimes it doesn't start really sinking in until I've said something 20 times, you know, or yeah. Or I, I don't, you know, some, I just got something about the song, singing how great is your love, kind of, not over and over again, but several times throughout the song, like, you know, out of darkness, you called my name, and into darkness, your mercy came, you called me out and lifted me up, how great is your love, and from the heights of heaven, you came down to earth, your innocent perfection gave us, gave, you gave your life for us, you know, and, and then of course, it's just, how great, how great, how great is your love, just sings that over and over, and um, man, it lights my heart up every time I sing this song. And Passion recorded it a few records ago on their record. And uh, I, I just started leading this myself over the last year and a half and just thought, man, I want I want to kind of carry this truth with me as well. And so we put How Great Is Your Love on the new record. Awesome. awesome. Let's take a listen to that song, How Great Is Your Love by Phil Wickham here at Pure Worship Radio. 
You're listening to Phil Wickham here on Pure Worship Radio.
And that was Eyes Fixed by Phil Wickham here on Pure Worship Radio, talking about his brand new project, Living Hope, that's coming out this summer. And Phil, thanks so much for being on the show today. It's really been a pleasure to chat with you and so fun to get caught up and hear all that the Lord's been doing and these brand new songs that are coming out. Man, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, let's talk about, for a minute before we let you go, this upcoming CD release concert um, in August. Maybe tell us a little bit more details about that, one that's happening. I know there's one in L.A. and one in San Diego, but give us a little overview real fast. Yeah, so August 3rd, my new record, Living Hope, comes out. Um, but even right now, you can pre-order the record on iTunes and and listen to a few of the tracks. There's actually going to be there's five tracks that are available when you pre-order the record, so you guys can kind of get ready for the CD release concert even beforehand if you're coming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so August third, the record officially releases, and then that same night, uh, the release day, we're going to be doing a, a kind of a celebration of the music, but also. Just a celebration. There's going to be so many friends and family there, and uh, it's going to be at the Ace Hotel Theater in downtown Los Angeles. My good friends Mac Brock and Greg Laurie. Mac Brock's an amazing worship leader. He's written songs that probably a lot of you do at your churches um, and been a part of songs uh, like through Elevation Worship and other other things. And then Greg Laurie, uh, the pastor of the church that I lead at, he's going to be there to just give a little mo- moment of encouragement. We're going to think back on all that Harvest Crusades has brought to Southern California throughout the years and. And then my brother Evan Wickham is going to be there uh, hanging out with me, my band. It's going to be such a fun night in a beautiful, really beautiful theater. And so if you guys want tickets to L.A. on August 3rd, Friday night, you can go to philwickham.com. Then also that same weekend, we're going down to San Diego to do kind of bring the celebration down there on August 5th. We're going to be doing uh, a CD release concert at Maranatha Chapel in San Diego and um my uh, my brother's going to be there as well, and then totally other art- artists and special guests. Uh, Torin Wells, who's an amazing singer songwriter, and his songs are killing it on the radio charts right now. Um, he's amazing. And then Brian and Katie Torwalt from Jesus Culture, they sing and write. They wrote that song, Holy Spirit. You know, Holy mm. Spirit, you are welcome here, and and several others that have blanketed the church and sweet worship and. And so they're going to be with me, and it's going to be such a fun night. San Diego, August 5th, L.A., August 3rd. Both are just going to be fun celebrations. There's some other special guests that we're not talking about, just kind of leaving as a surprise. But we'd love it if you came out and joined us. And you can go to philwickham.com for all the info and all the tickets, and we'll see you there. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks again, Phil, for being on the show today. It's so, so fun to reconnect and hear these beautiful songs, and we just pray. The Lord continues to bless you, keep you, use you with all the new music coming out that his name will be glorified through you. Mm, thank you, Scott. And that wraps up our interview with Phil Wickham talking about his brand new project, Living Hope, and so fun to reconnect with him and, and just see how he's grown over the years and he's hearing how the Lord is really continuing to give him vision and passion and heart and as he's just connected to his local community, serving there faithfully as well as traveling so much and writing and it's just really really special to see God's God's hand on his life and just having the privilege to see that over the years knowing him as a young guy and seeing him where he's at today is really really amazing to me um, just a little side note if you are a worship leader and you have a heart to grow in your gifts as a worship leader or you want to um, just really investigate that call and that ministry to see if the Lord's calling you into that. Uh, We do have a school of worship here at Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa where we offer really a year training course of growing in your gifts, both uh, to become musically 
capable and spiritually mature. And you can find out more information about that at schoolofworship.net. And we're still accepting applications all the way through the summer. So something to pray about and think about and see if uh, the Lord might be calling you to invest in a year of growing in your faith and growing in your gifts. And we also host a worship leaders conference in the fall in November. This year will be November 12th to the 15th. And it's just a, a, a time to get away with other worship leaders and other uh, musicians and media arts teams to um, really draw near to the Lord and mutually encourage each other in that call and in those gifts. And that's going to be held at the Marietta Conference Center. And um, you can find out more information about that as well at ccwlc.org, ccwlc.org. And you can register. Um, Shane and Shane is going to be with us for that week, as well as Bob Coughlin and a number of other special guests. So check it out. We'd love to have you involved um, in either the School of Worship or the conference if you feel so led, and you can find out more information on those websites. Well, that wraps up our time for today. We just want to thank you for joining us here on Pure Worship Radio. We hope that you were encouraged by our time spent together. May God continue to bless you and keep you as you live your life of worship, responding to the grace of God. Amen.